Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. Here, this is the spot where the conversations are pointed, the guests are sharp, and the responses are never dull. Did you bring your thinking caps? Because it's time to put them on. Because the conversation starts now. Welcome to On the Edge with April Mahoney Brains. This is the spot. This is the place where the conversation is pointed and the guests right there are sharp and the responses are never dull. Today, we have Crystal Staley Phillips. I want to say it slow so I can say it right. And get all in there. <laughs> this woman, you know, I was talking to her in the green room. She's doing so many things. She don't even want to tell all y'all what she's doing. So you know she's going to be back. It's like a, a beautiful lotus flower. It just keeps blooming, blooming, blooming. But what I she's really it. focusing on right now is RTT therapy, rapid transformational therapy. That's a big title. What in the yeah. world does that mean? Does it include psychology, psychiatry, hypnotherapy, Reiki, a good cocktail? I don't know what it's all about, but she's going to break it down. We're going to also talk about her children's book, which I'm fascinated with. A lot of times it's hard to write. I wrote a children's book one time and it's very hard. The language and really trying to be engaging and the beautiful illustrations. She's going to be coming out with a healthy skincare line, but she's going to just kind of give us a tid and tat on that and so much more. So let's welcome her to the edge. How are you, Crystal? I'm wonderful, April. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. I'm happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you. You know, I love a good conversation. So I'm so glad to have you. Please tell me and my brains, how do you show up in the world? I'm so happy to be here, April. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting. I show up in the world as a rapid transformational therapy practitioner and health and life coach. I am here to help people get out of their own way so that they can step into the fullness of their purpose and realize their best life. Well, you know, people say that uh, in a kind of cavalier kind of way, and I'm not directing that at you, but get out of their own way. It's that negative self-talk. It's that... uh, that self-doubt, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, or they're trying to keep up with the Joneses, okay? It could be all of those things and more. So how do we begin to step to the side and observe ourselves? Not just get out of our way, because we got to sit back and watch and observe and see what we're doing yeah. to realize what it is that we need to change. Would you agree? Absolutely. That is what rapid transformational therapy does. It enables a person to see exactly what the root cause of limiting beliefs are. We are limiting ourselves by what we think. It's another thing to know why we think those things. And it's not as easy as saying, oh, well, you know, I think I'm not enough. I guess I'll stop thinking that and then I'll be fine. Because as you know, it doesn't work that way. There's a reason why you believe what you believe. And until we get to the root cause of why a person believes those negative things about themselves, we can't change it. But in rapid transformational therapy, 
the process allows us to tap into the conscious brain. And the subconscious brain knows all the secrets. It also knows all the answers. So during this process, being able to, let's say, ask questions directly to the subconscious mind, mm -hmm. bypassing the conscious brain. That's where all the conditioning is. That's the brain that thinks it has all the right answers. That's also the brain with all the stinking thinking and the negative um, conditioning. But asking those questions of the subconscious brain, you always get to the right answer at the right time. Talk about this thing, the subconscious mind. Okay, I have a conversation with that third party uh, regularly and often. I always ask, how can it get any better than this? And what else is possible? There's so many possibilities, but it's how you ask the question. You ask it with a curious mind and the answers are there. They're already laid out for you. But girl, you can't convince people of that. Not only can you not convince people of that, how are people usually speaking to their mind? Usually it's about what they can, yeah, what they can't do, what's not available to them and why. All kinds of excuses as to why they can't have what they want, why they can't do what they wanna do, why they can't be who they wanna be. And as long as that's our thinking, then that is exactly what we're going to attract. The mind does exactly what you tell it to do. So if you believe it's available, then nothing is available. So mm -hmm. you, April, you're ahead of the game because you absolutely, because you know you deserve it. Correct? Uh, you know absolutely. You but there are so many, so many people who don't think they deserve it. Don't think that it belongs to them. Don't think that it's for them. So even if you ask a question like the ones that you're asking, if you really don't truly believe in your heart, that you deserve it, you're not energetically bringing it towards you. Mm -hmm. So there's a few different conversations that we, we're gonna have, but it starts right here. What do you think about you? It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, it matters what you think about you. And that's gonna determine the questions you ask yourself. That's gonna, de that's gonna determine what you think is available. And that's where I come in. And that's what I mean by getting out of your own way. Let's get to the real question. Who does April believe she is? Girl, if I told you, y'all think I was so damn arrogant, you'd probably click off. <laughs> no, no, I would not. Okay. Because I'm the person to sign all of that. Yeah, I, I own all of that. I've done the work. I'm 60 years old and I am unapologetically free. However, I have learned with the morning I woke up at 60 years old, for some reason I had an epiphany. And it was like, April, how do you respond to certain situations? Because the world is so chaotic. It's so crazy. They always poking the bear. So now what are you going to do? Cause you on the second half, you ain't promised another 60, okay? Bible say you got 70. So I got 10 years of grace coming. But um, what am I gonna do with this? How am I going to react? How am I going to respond to things? How am I going to enjoy life? How am I going to let people just do what they do? I can't control anybody else. Right. I can't control my pets, my partner, my friends. I can't control anybody but me. And if I don't have that self-discipline 
And if I don't have those conversations with myself and do the deep dive, then, you know, and I leave it to outside influences to direct me, to mold me, to mentor me, there's a problem there. So when I come to you, I need to already have a sense of who I am or who I aspire to be. And you would be the facilitator. Am I right? No, I'm the person who helps the person who isn't where you are. Mm. It isn't that I can't offer guidance, support, and a cheerleading section to someone such as yourself. But the person who comes to me doesn't even remember who they are. Ooh. All they know, all they know is it's gotta be better than this. There's gotta be something better than this. And I, I, I think, I think it, it's possible, but you know what? I don't know. I don't know if it's there for me anymore. I don't know. I don't feel it. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Wow. That's the person who comes to me. And there are so many people like that, you know, April, people who just are lost because of their circumstances, their situations the things they've been through, the things they survived. And they have allowed those things to define them. Mm. And at the end of the day, you know what happens when you let your, the things and the situations define you. So I'm the person who helps peel back the layers. Yeah, that happened. Mm -hmm. This happened. Oh yeah, that happened too. But who are you underneath it all? Right. We get to the core of that. And anything that's stirring around in the soup of your mind that is standing between you and what is available, that's the stuff that we need to clear. I, I, I use an analogy with my clients because they come in and they say, oh, well, I'm broken. I need to be healed. I need to be fixed. And I convey to them, you're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You are perfectly imperfect and you are perfect for your purpose. But imagine that you're in a smoky room. You keep bumping into things. Does that mean there's something wrong with you? No, it just means you need to clear the smoke. Mm. So let's clear the smoke. When we clear the smoke and we get down to the core of that person, that being, that soul, then anything is possible and anything is available. Mm. And at that point, they can begin to think the way that you think, April. They can begin to know, hey, I know who I am. I know what I want. And if I don't know what I want, I know what gives me joy. I know what makes me smile. I know what lights me up. And I'm gonna follow those breadcrumbs because I know I'm worth it. And I know that better is available. Wow. And so. That's, that's the gist of it. And it is the joy of my life to be able to walk that journey. And I tell people, I'm not, I'm not doing the work. You're doing the work. Rapid transformational therapy involves hypnosis. So once they go under hypnosis and I begin to ask those questions, those very important questions of the subconscious mind, it's that person's mind at work. They're doing the work. I'm just like the bumpers at the bowling alley. I'm here to keep you on course. <laughs> <laughs> but you are the one also that's going to let us bowl a perfect game and hit those strikes. Absolutely. <laughs> what is the significance of you and Amethyst? Well, it depends on the day that I'm wearing it. Today is an Amethyst day for me. The Amethyst 
is, oh, it's everything for the third eye, yeah. for that vision, that sight, for knowing what's next, for being able to be open to what's next and accept and receive it. Um, and it's also peace because without peace, you can't even see clearly, right? So I am definitely rocking the amethyst and honestly, every day, is a new day. I like you, Rach, uh, right? Like you, April. I wake up in the morning and I just tap in. I tap into me. I tap into my higher self. I tap in to my creator, and I feel into what the day calls for. And the day called for amethyst today. Well, and the reason why I say that is because you guys can't see on the other side of my office. There is a huge piece of amethyst. And I can take myself into self-hypnosis. I can take myself down. And when I take myself down, I see colors. Mm. And when I see the color, the first color always is purple. Oh. It's always my crown chakra. Always purple. And I'm like, and I ask God, allow me to seek the light. Then there's other colors. I'm not going to tell y'all everything, Braze. You don't need to know everything about my meditations. <laughs> they are off the chain. And I get these downloads, downloads of information. And I tell people all the time, I had to ask, you know, the universe to slow it down because I was feeling like I had to process and do all of these things that was coming to fruition. And I was getting overwhelmed. Yeah. And I said, you know what, God, can you slow this down and give this to me in bite-sized pieces? <laughs> can you give it to me in chicken nuggets? <laughs> I don't need I the know. whole, I don't need the whole turkey right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but people think that when they get downloads or they get messages from their higher power, uh, from therapy such as yours, hypnotherapy, they think it's hoo-hoo. They really, they think, oh, well, this is devil worshiping and this is not what we do. God is spirit. Yes. We are all energy beings. Yes. Could you make that person feel a little bit more comfortable? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when people come into me, they already are ready for the world. They are ready for a change. They are open to something new. They are ready to suspend disbelief. People who are on the fence have approached me and they say, well, I'm of this religion or I'm of this upbringing. And, and in my faith, we don't believe in this, that, or the other, or we think that certain things are not of God. My advice to them is to go and pray to the God of their understanding and find the answer as to whether or not what I offer is right for them. Right. You trust your God. So find out if it's okay, get permission. If you don't feel that you have permission, then this is not for you because I am not interested, nor am I here to convince someone that what I have can help them. Right. I know that it can, if they're ready to try it and if they feel, because all hypnosis, is self-hypnosis by the way yeah i i can't bring anyone into hypnosis if they're not willing to go they have to be willing to suspend their disbelief and allow and give permission to 
their conscious mind to take a break and their subconscious mind to come forward. They have to give permission for that. And I, you know, I believe, listen, pray to the Holy Spirit, get your answer. I'm here when you need me. Absolutely. And I also believe Rachel, uh, April, and I don't know why I keep wanting to call you Rachel. I know your name. I'm I'm April Rachel. Rachel April. (laughs) I, you know, I'm a strong believer that we were created so magnificently. We just weren't taught how to tap into our subconscious mind. You know how to do it. You take yourself in and out all the time through your meditation. This is how we were created. We just didn't get the owner's manual. And if this is how we were created, how can it be wrong? How can it be evil? How can it not be of God? It's all conditioning. It's conditioning and it's manipulation. Oh yeah, I don't. I didn't know if we wanted to have that conversation. Yeah, well, let's manipulate. <laughs> well, hey, we on the edge, okay? It's we we man- can have that conversation. Yeah. It's manipulation and it's uh, deviation, and it is um, all about control. It's about control. It's about interpretation. Girl, when I, you know, we was talking about my trip. I went to Italy. I talked to her before I went to Italy, brains, and I told her how excited I was. And I got there and I walked through that Vatican. Maybe it was, and I mean, the the tour guys were totally honest about what was going on, what I saw, what, you know, the depictions of the artist and, you know, how they picked, uh, they painted certain things based upon what they saw. Well, you can't do better unless you know better. Yeah. And if you've never seen an African, how can you paint an African? If you've never uh, eaten Chinese food, you know, how do you know how to use chopsticks? You don't know what you don't know. And I got such an education there, but what it did for me, it left so many other unanswered questions that now my journey and my responsibility to me is to explore other religions, which I I've already have, but in more in depth mm-hmm. to understand for my own, like you said, for my own understanding, for my own one-on-one. It's not what Crystal says or what the pastor says or what the, you know, what Aunt Martha said. You've got to have a direct line of communication where the the line is never busy. And it is so fascinating. But it is scary too, because again, you don't know what you don't know. And then when it's revealed to you, you feel like you've been missing something your entire life. Mm. Yes. No. And now that you've gained this experience and gained this exposure, you get so excited. You want to share it with other people. And sometimes they're not ready for it. So you you get to this resistance. So I understand what you're saying. Go ahead and have your conversation with your God of your own understanding and get permission. And if it's okay with you, then it's okay with me because you can't force people to change. No. No, you can't force them to change. You can't force them to to try anything new. Um, I find that the the hardest part of it all is getting a person to actually believe that they're good. We've all been taught that we are evil and that we just, we come here evil and only God can save us. And well, all right. There's a lot of contradictions. 
And what I found is that when you come from love, a loving place, anything is possible. And the person needs to come from a loving place concerning themselves to really embrace and love oneself so that you can actually believe that better is available, that the universe, that God, that source wants you to live a good life, a full life, that you should have joy as opposed to all the suffering that we've been fed. We've been taught, many of us, that suffering is our lot. It's just right. how it's supposed to be. Right. And how do, you, how do you manifest better if in your mind you don't believe you're supposed to have it? Right. But it was give, everything wonderful was given to us from day one. Mm-hmm. Everything we could ever want until yeah. we got curious, until we became you know, um, controversial or step out. That is that true? Or is that one of those manipulative stories that we were taught taught that because that teaches us to not be curious. That teaches us to just do as we're told. And that, and we were created with a curious nature for a reason. And I'll bring you back to something you said a few minutes ago, Abe, you asked those questions of your higher self with curiosity. You have curiosity and you have expectation of good things. That's the opposite of what we were taught. Yeah. But how, but listen, um, and I know the answer to this question already, but how's that working for you, girl? Girl, it's off the chain. That's not I'm not, you know what? And I'll tell you what, even in dilemmas, even in dilemmas, it works out for my my best good. Because I am able to understand that this is a learning process. This is an opportunity. You know, you got to go down in the valley to get up on the other side of the hill. Everything is not going to be like this. Here, I believe for two purposes. One is to learn. The other is to teach. Yes. It's as simple as that. You can't take the house with you, the car the diamonds, you know, the cute hair options, all of that's not going with you wherever you go. And I believe that you are going somewhere else. It's transcendental. We just can't be one dimensional human beings. I just think that that is so shallow. You know, when people tell me that, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to argue with you. I don't know where you're going, (laughs) but I'm going somewhere else. I'm going on yonder. Now, let's talk to our brothers and sisters because we are of color. Yes. Therapy is not something that we do. We talk to the pastor. We talk to big mama. Mm-hmm. But therapy is something that we shy away from because we believe that it is white people's indoctrination, brainwashing, manipulation. What do you say to those people? I want to add something to that. The, another reason why many of us don't go, um, you know, because yes, we're of color and not, but not all of us are in the church, but what I've come across, even people who are, are you know, not in a church and not indoctrinated in, in some kind of theology, feel like it's, it's a sign of weakness mm. to go to therapy. It, it makes you seem weak. Like what's wrong with you? Something's wrong with you. You know, what you can't handle life, you can't manage yourself, what it, you know, and especially for men, I find with a lot of women is that 
we have time for everybody but ourselves. Oh, I don't have time for that. Right. You know, and then there's the thing of, well, I can't afford it. But can you afford not to? Well, huh? Okay. Uh -huh. So That's what is what on. is what is it costing you not to take care of you? The brain is not separate from the body. The brain is a part of the body. If you go for normal checkups and you're getting your blood pressure checked and all and you're getting your blood work, making sure your cholesterol is straight and your A1C and you know, <laughs> all that other stuff, getting mammograms, having people stretch you, press you in what any right. which way. Draw you your know, blood out you. They go, they're taking the blood from you, but vials upon vials upon vials to test it. What are we doing about our mind? How are we checking in for our mental health? What's happening with the brain brains? I love it. Right. What are you doing to get a baseline for where your brain is? Right. And how are you nurturing it? How are you maintaining mental health? Or do you even know what that looks like? Wow. What does it really look like? Because I tell you what it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like living on a hamster wheel, um, working a job that makes you miserable and serving others constantly for validation only to find at the end of the day that you feel alone, that you feel beat down, sad, depressed or worse. And so many people of color and not are walking around just letting life beat them up and thinking that that's all there is to it. And the bottom line is we don't all believe, and I keep coming back to this for a reason, we don't all believe that better is available. We don't all believe that if it is, it's available for us. Well, we don't know well, it's accessible. We're being bombarded by the media it's like now, you know, I, I have to turn on the news and make sure I'm not headed in harm's way. Uh, yeah. you know, I turn it on and I listen to it and I hear the same thing I heard yesterday, the day before, but it's just more sensationalized. Mm -hmm. and it's ingrained in your brain. There's no newspapers anymore. So there's no really diversity in, in information sources. That's why people right. love podcasts. They love on the edge. Um, but, you know, what we're teaching our children it's all about the device is that's that's their companion 24 7 your kid will be in the living room and they'll text you they don't want to talk to you you know relationships between men and women have changed the relate the the traditional uh relationship you know used to be heterosexual and now heterosexuals are getting stabbed in the back because they're not homosexual uh, there is the, the transgenders that feel, you know, and, and that they're being shunned because I don't know how that feels to be in one body, but mentally being, feeling that you have been displaced. Uh, the children, they just want to be non-binary. They say to hell with it. I don't want to be a male or a female. I just want to be a person. So there's so much that has changed and is ever evolving. Yeah. What we have to do is we got to get in line or we're going to get left behind. Once upon a time, we had shackles on our feet. Once upon a time, blacks couldn't marry whites. Once upon a time, women couldn't vote. Once upon a time, you know, hell, it was once upon a time. Now it is so different. 
And it's scary. It's really scary. Now, you know, growing up, you heard your mom and daddy say, we living in the last days. <laughs> well, Crystal, I'm looking at things. Here. <laughs> I, I'm still here, but I'm looking at things and I'm, I'm seeing things evolving and it's nerve wracking. It's nerve wracking. So I'm trying to get myself together to be prepared for this next adventure to wherever this is going to lead me. Um, but then there's others, the naysayers that's trying to pull you back 40, 50 years. It's a struggle there. It's a constant struggle. You know, as long as we're looking outward, it's always going to be a constant struggle. And I'm going to say this, there's nothing new under the sun. I'm quoting the Bible. I don't know where it is in the Bible, but it's true. There is nothing new under the sun. And I imagine that thousands of years ago, people felt the way that we feel now because it looks like it was old to us because we're here. But there were things happening back then that were new to them. It's all change. We are in an evolving state as long as we're looking outside of ourselves, and you said this also at the beginning of the broadcast, when we look outside ourselves, we're always going to get redirected, turned around. And most of the time, hoodwinked and bamboozled. Yeah. Look within. I don't watch the news every day. I realize that it is counterproductive. I do tune in to different sources at least once a week because I refuse to be ignorant with what is going on in the world. But I'm very cognizant that just about every source on uh, mainstream media is tainted with mm. one opinion or the other. So just like, just like you and I tap in in the morning about what's happening here, all of this, and, and we can tap in about what's happening in the world. You know, we are bombarded with uh, fear-mongering. That's, again, that's a part of the control. When right. you know, my mentor said to me, I was like, we were talking about freedom. She said, are you free to be afraid or are you afraid to be free? Hmm. So you have a choice in this, what you want to do. Do you go along to get along? What's right, what's wrong? You know right from wrong. You know good from evil. I mean, that's just common sense. You know, you don't see an old lady walking on a cane and you kick the cane from up under. You think that's right? You know, no. What you do is you extend your arm and you help her cross the street. Yeah. But the world is changing and it's very combative now. But what you're doing is you're starting with young people. And you're starting with young people through a children's book. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your children's book. My book is entitled As I Think. And I co-authored this book with a hey, very put, good put, friend. Your, no, put it on the side. Watch your face and, and you. And okay. Yes. Here, that is cute. <laughs> As I Think. Yes. Yes. And I co-authored this book with a very good friend of mine, Keisha Barnes. And the thing is, we need to teach children that they have control over their own minds. I'm quoting you again, April. You said you can't control anything but you, not your pets, not your family, not the world, but you can control you. And we start by teaching the children that they can control their behavior by controlling their thoughts. Mm -hmm. They can control the outcome of their behavior by controlling their thoughts. We teach them 
how to love themselves, but love as a verb, loving yourself. How are you speaking to yourself? What are the words you're saying to yourself in your brain? Are you speaking kind words to yourself? If you speak kindly to yourself, if you speak lovingly and you inspire yourself and you encourage yourself, you're going to do great things because your mind does exactly what you tell it to do. So teaching the children this from a very young age enables them to be successful and to have, just to have successes every day and to acknowledge those successes within themselves and to, and to understand that, yes, I passed the test. I, not only did I pass the test, I aced the test. And why did that happen? Because I did it. And how did I do it? Well, I believed in myself, first of all. And so since I believed in myself, I knew I could do it. And I love myself. And because I love myself, I wanted to do well. So I studied and I prepared. So it all comes down to how you feel about yourself. Because if you love yourself, you're going to behave like you do. You're going to speak kindly to yourself. You're going to prepare for things. You're going to be prepared. And you're going to execute. And then you're going to feel good about yourself because of it. And when you feel good about yourself, it's easier to be kind to other people. So, yeah, that's where we're starting. And I guess, you know, my goal is to put myself out of business with RTT <laughs> by teaching children with books how to love themselves and to never, ever, ever lose that love because we all have it as babies. You've never seen a little baby think that, you know, they weren't good enough or something. They don't care if they have a mess in their diaper. They don't care if they stink. They're just looking at you like, well, change me. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and they just, they don't care if they've got food all over their shirt. They're playing it and laugh. They're they, happy they, with it. They're happy because they still know that they are loved. Mm -hmm. And as the years go on, we get conditioned to believe otherwise. Let me ask you that. Let me stop you right there on the conditioning. Because um, love, I don't, me, I don't think it's a struggle. Outside influences think it's a struggle. I don't practice unconditional love. There's conditions on my love. Oh, yes. Now, that's not to say that I'm going to hurt you, but just to give you that overarching umbrella, girl, you come at me twisted. <laughs> you put your hands on me. You try to, you kill somebody in my family. You've brutalized me, tortured me. It's, it's a struggle for me to say, I love you. I will accept it. I will tolerate it. But that word love is just so magnificent. It is so magnifying that I can't just give it out like candy or trick or treat. I just, I just, I hold on to it. I embrace it. It's like friendship. Friends are people that I choose to walk side by side with me. It is an option. They can go their way. I can go my way and it's okay. But to say, oh, I just have this, you know, unconditional love for, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And I'm not apologetic about that. Do I struggle with it? Sometimes I'm very caring. I'm very nurturing. But just that hardcore, ingrained, unconditional love, 
I don't know. What's your thoughts? Well, I think that um, I think that's been warped, just like <clears throat> many things that we've been taught. For instance, we've heard love thy neighbor as that. Okay, so we start off with love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. I may be missing a word or two. And then the next line is love thy neighbor as thyself. I think we missed something. Where's the love thyself part? Hmm. If you don't learn that first, then you know what happens? We have what we have now in society. Right. unconditional love where does that start that starts with you so if you're loving your god with all your might with all your heart with all your soul and then you're loving yourself how then are you it doesn't even make sense that you would give love to someone who doesn't honor you uh, but, uh, okay uh, right so you're honoring you. yourself you're honoring yourself. You're honoring yourself. And when you honor yourself, it doesn't allow you to continue to put yourself in harm's way with somebody who isn't honoring you back. But it's reciprocal. That's, Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. And then what we have been taught is that if you love yourself too much, you're cocky, you're conceited, you're arrogant, you know, and that is monstrous. Because true self-love doesn't translate as any of those things mm -hmm. because you don't need to flex uh, <laughs> love. Uh, okay. when you really love you you don't even have time because flexing okay. is for the next person flexing is to, is to show off that's not self-love flexing is that's indicative of not loving yourself so much that you got to get the attention of other people to say well, hey look at me i'm fabulous when you are really loving you and you know you're fabulous all okay. you really need to do is just be please tell them and, please tell and, them and when you love yourself really really love yourself you like sitting with you Ooh. more than Ooh. flexing for others well who has time for that i'm all wrapped up in this fabulousness over here i really okay. don't have time to be worrying about what you think, because what you think of me is none of my business. Right. That's what all I, think. I tell people what that's I all on you. I'm gonna let you sit with that. I'm gonna let you sit and hold on to all of that. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. You and when folks are talking about you and disrespecting you, I tell people they pay me big money to ride on their tongue. Go ahead, talk <laughs> about me. Do it. Because if you if you if people are talking about you, you're not doing nothing. So there's yeah. no shame associated with that. When yeah. you are when you are dishonoring people, when you are being ugly and mean, when you're trying to cut somebody down, when you're trying to deflate somebody's ego, stroke their ego. Uh, wherever they're deficient, pour into that. Yeah. I'm into that. A person wants to beat one whole court, that's fine. You got five minutes. Do your thing. You know, but when it's somebody else's turn, let them have a turn too. Everybody gets, my mother said, if you drive, baby, uh, everybody gonna get a turn at the wheel. So it's about embracing that, loving it and feeling good with the fact, like you said, that you are good enough, that you have to believe that you are good enough. Before we get- more than enough. Oh, Yes. But before we conclude, I want to talk to you a little bit about this um, up, upcoming skincare line. What made you 
want to do that. I mean, I know that you want to pour into, but now you're looking at the the outer beauty of people. <laughs> the cos well, the cosmetic world is brutal. I used to be in it, and the parabens and all the other stuff and that that goes into your skin. Your skin is your biggest organ brain. Okay. Yes. Yes. And, but, but then you look at some people and they look like little rock lobsters and their skin just is rough. They never exfoliate. They never moisturize. Tell us a little bit about your product line. Well, it isn't a skincare line per se, but it is an all natural personal grooming line, let's say. Oh. I carry, and I started, how did I start? I started, I have young men. I have male, I have sons. And they were young adults in college, just graduating. They were, this is, you know, facial hair is really big now. So this was at the beginning of the whole beard phase. And um, one had a beard and it was growing in really well and very, but you know, really thick. And the other was struggling. So I said, you know what? Let me get in this kitchen laboratory of mine. Now, mind you, I've been mixing concoctions since I was a little girl. And I get that honest from both of my grandmothers on my paternal and my maternal side. They were always giving us some remedy and we had no idea what it was because it didn't come out of the bottle off of a shelf from the drugstore. So I have this in me. And so I began researching and mixing certain ingredients and I came up with a beard balm and a beard serum. Mm. I, and they love it. And I also was making all natural deodorant. Um, and when I learned that the skin was the lar- is the largest organ of the body, I said, well, you know what? I'm not putting aluminum in my skin. I don't want my family members putting aluminum in their skin under their arms as a deodorant and antiperspirant. So I went to work researching, developed the all natural deodorant. And because I love all things pure and natural, I love essential oils. I love botanicals. I love plants. I love nature. I started researching the properties of things for different products. So I have, an, in addition to the deodorant and the beard balm and beard serum, I have a scalp serum for patches where we, you know, sometimes put a little too much tension on these temples to help those edges grow back in. Um, I also have body oils and bath and body wash. And I also have bar soap. Everything is pure and natural. No chemicals, no um, artificial preservatives. And we use lovely ingredients like uh, sea moss and aloe vera and activated charcoal and, and then essential oils that will help produce the effect that you want, whether it is an aromatherapy effect uh, to help calm you or give you confidence or help stimulate your brain or whether it's something that will stimulate hair growth or neutralize odor because there are essential oils that do that as well. So this is what the product line is all about. And the name of that business is Wild Lambs. Wow. We, we call it Wild Lambs because, well, our slogan is never follow the herd. Hmm. We want you to think for yourself. If you want to follow the herd, you can go to that big box store and get something off of that shelf that has a host of ingredients that you can't pronounce and you don't know what it is. Well, working. you know, I was just talking to a girlfriend of mine before uh, before I got you in the green room and we were talking about hair care and I went natural years ago because I was starting to see that there was 
patches of my hair was coming out. Uh-huh. Well, a friend of mine was Willie Morrow, the great Willie Morrow that enveloped that developed the, the Afro pick as wow. well as the Jerry Curl. And he said, baby girl, he said, you want to be careful of that. He said, because that is those chemicals are creating dementia. Mm-hmm. They are brain fog. The hair is coming out. It's ruining the scalp. He said, and that is lie, pure lie. He says, and now the manufacturers are not people of color. They're mass producing it. So no telling what else is going on. No sooner than I thought about that two days ago, I'm looking on the television uh, and they're talking about now that the chemical lie and the, the chemical hair straighteners have hormone disruptors. Yep. And black women say, and I'm like, so they're killing you from the brain down, but you want to do that. And then all of this extra tension on the hair with these weaves, that is some young, beautiful Indian girl in Mumbai that then cut her hair off for sacrifice that she's been growing since she was 12 years old. And you can't wait to pay $300 to get a track of that. And put that to mention the energy that you are now wearing that oh. came of a human being. That's a whole nother hour's oh. conversation. Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, and not and also to piggyback on that, uh, there are endocrine disruptors in many of the commercial fragrances. So everything that we purchase has a fragrance, but it's not a natural fragrance. Right. When that goes into your brain as you're inhaling, it messes, it dis- disrupts your brain function as well. We don't think about these things because we don't know. We don't know that we can be harmed by just the perfume that we're wearing you know, or the scent or the fragrance that's in our lotion. I also make an, an all natural hand sanitizer. I wish I had it near me, it's across the room, um, that I use pure grain alcohol. So mm. I use that because it is not as caustic as the alcohol that's used in regular hand sanitizer. It's wow. pure grain alcohol, the kind that you can buy at the liquor store, but it is equally effective at killing germs. And the other different, not only does it not disrupt your endocrine system when you use it and you spray it and you inhale it and it goes, goes into your skin, it, it dries, it evaporates quickly with no alcohol smell residue. So now all you smell is the light fragrance that I put into the hand sanitizer and your hands are clean. So down to something as simple as your hand sanitizer, which we all use ridiculously nowadays, you know, how many times a day do people spray that? Especially people who are working oh, in, the, in the public sector, know. constantly, know. you know? But now I can spray mine and not have to worry about how it's going to affect me on my skin, in my skin, or as I'm inhaling it. Mm-hmm. Well, I have inhaled you and I am fully enveloped with love beauty, wisdom. Uh, and so I thank you. I thank you so much that you've taken the time uh, to invest and pour into us. Brains, you know, uh, she could be doing a whole lot of other stuff. She got a beauty line. She could be writing books. She's got RTT, you know, but now she's got you and me and she's pouring into yeah. us and she wants to see something blossom, something grow organically. Yes. She wants to see the fruit of her labor. Contact her. I mean, she's, she's the queen. 
She's ordained. And I, I really appreciate that. Please tell my brains, Crystal, how to get in contact with you. Well, first of all, thank you, Queen. Iron sharpens iron. I appreciate you for having me here today and allowing me to talk a little bit about something that's near and dear to my heart. And Crystal, please tell my brains how to get in contact with you. I want them to enjoy everything that you have to offer. Absolutely. You can check me out on my website at crystalclearinnervision.com or you can email me at csp at crystalclearinnervision.com. I would love to hear from you. Please check out the website and maybe there's some way that I can be of service to you or someone you know. Let me help you get unstuck. Okay, don't be, pleasure. don't be stuck on stupid brains. And you know what? I'm going to put her on the spot. When she gets this product line ready, I'm going to see if she will give us a little sampling of her Absolutely. products that we can raffle off to my brains so that not only your head is crystal clear, but your skin is silky smooth. Thank Ooh. you so much for being here <laughs> with me. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you again really, really soon. Okay? And... Oh, the you, book. Can, you can find the book on amazon.com okay and and barnesandnoble.com as i think as i think we're going to promote that too because your little people need to think they need it they need it thank you so much for having me april you're the best no you're the best <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.